Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another one. He got another one. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. The flagship home for Fighting Illini basketball. Right wing, Kipper cuts to the lane. Down low, Kofi! What a slam dunk! And there's the high-low and the feet of the big seven-footer. To Georgie at the free throw line, drive down the lane and slams it in. Three gonna have to shoot it with two. A long, long three. Oh, oh he got it! He got it! And that's gonna end the half. And listen to the roar. Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois. Here's your host, Scott Beatty. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back in after a week away. Illinois basketball back in action for a very active week. The first of three ball games coming up in this calendar week. Tonight, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors are in for this non-conference matchup. The Illini at 2-1, and one, Hawaii at 3-1. and one. Illinois coming off the loss to Arizona last Sunday night. 92-69 out in Tucson as they split their Arizona road trip, winning against Grand Canyon. And this marks the start of a five-game home stretch now for the Illini here in November and into December. Hawaii, the Citadel, Hampton, Lindenwood, and then the Big Ten ACC Challenge on Monday night, December 2nd. Lauren Tate here alongside and uh, Lauren, it's always good to have home cooking, I think, for a team when they're trying to rack up some wins in the non-conference schedule. And Illinois, after last year's brutal non-conference schedule, is uh, getting some, quote, softer opponents here, starting with Hawaii out of the Big West, team they haven't seen since 2012. Really got a chance for a nice five-game run here all at home uh, with Hawaii, then the Citadel, Hampton, Lindenwood, and Miami, which will be a much tougher comp game on the 2nd of December. But to finish out November, these four games are a real opportunity to win. Out of the Big West come the Rainbow Warriors. They've beaten Florida A&M lost to South Dakota, beat Pacific, and beat Portland State. And that was a few nights ago on the 15th. And not only have they had, uh, you know, some of the mid-major or less opponents, but they've also had to make the trip out here, and they're turning around and go back. So I don't know what that impacts them. Yeah, I don't – it's kind of strange that they don't have multiple games when they come to the – you know, to the United States. I I guess they're part of the United States too. (laughs) But, I mean, when they come to – to, uh, across the ocean that far and that much travel, you think they could pick up another game, but uh, this is it. And uh, it's kind of an interesting team. I don't know how, what to expect because uh, they've had uh, this, the, the, the first game, Eddie Stansbury, uh, Stansbury, who's been really hot for them lately, he's a senior guard about a 6'3 out of San Francisco. He had, he was started out two for thirteen, and then the next uh, the next half against South Dakota, he didn't do anything, and then all of a sudden he's gone on a streak here, and he's averaging twenty points a game for their four games. So he's the guy they have to look out for because he's red hot right now. Their head coach Aaron Gannat is not coaching due to a medical issue, at least hasn't been disclosed uh, by the team. So they have an interim. Their acting head coach is Chris Gerlifson, who's been with them through the first four games, coaching them to a three and one start. Yeah, uh, 
the Illini in, in this game have got to get something done about their turnovers. And I say that because in the second half of the Arizona game, which, is, which was, of course, a loss, they gave up 90 points, Arizona made 18 baskets in the second half. 13 of those 18 baskets were either dunks, layups, or close runners. In other words, they were easy baskets. And Illinois gave up too many easy baskets in the game. It's my wonder, and even I'll go so far as to contend, that it's not just sloppy play that has gone to the turnovers, but Illinois is still trying to figure out how to get synced up in their offense. And a couple of players this week, or this weekend, talked about some new stuff they're trying to do in transition. And I think they're just not yet in a flow. And when you meet a very good team, granted, in Arizona, a, a solid defense, and in a place that rarely an opponent wins in out there, those things all went together to create a high turnover game. I think these this is a week to really get some things ironed out that way. You have new options in the high-low game. You see them trying to go to Kofi early in the possession, um, but Arizona took a lot of that away. And the other thing is you got to keep Georgie in the ball game more than he has been playing. He, uh, when you play Kofi 18 minutes in, in the first half of the Arizona game, that's just too much. And they, they need to work that out, and that's up to Georgie, who had foul troubles last year. He fouled out of 10 games last year, and now he's had the, some of the same problems this year. Was he had 13 fouls in three games? So that's too many. He, he to me, he, he looks like a guy that's still just trying to figure out how he fits and what his role is out there yeah. at the four. Yeah. And everything that we've known about Georgie Bashanishvili up to this point tells you he will be successful. He will get there. But it's still a work in progress right now. Yeah. He has hit his threes. He's hit three of four or whatever it's been in the early going. But he just hasn't had a lot of shots. No, and I, I don't want to get carried away with his three-point shooting because he, he was too inaccurate last year. I know he's a much better shooter than he was last year. But that's not what – I mean, his job – is to get in there, get rebounds, block a few shots, and play solid defense. And then when he gets a chance, when uh, Kofi's not on the block, he can be on the block. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, we're off and running here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. Some of the Illini out early here getting some shots in. Looks like it'll be the orange uniforms tonight. Is Trent Frazier, Iota Sumu, Andres Felice. And Benjamin Bossman's for Donk are some of the early folks out here on the courts. A 7 o'clock tip here from the State Farm Center. More in a moment. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Back at the State Farm Center, Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate, Illinois, had three ball games to start the season. Wins here at home back on the 5th of November against Nichols State. And on the road, an Arrakis Grand Canyon University environment to win there in the loss against number 21-ranked Arizona. Brad Underwood sizes up the first week of play. I think at times we, we, we saw we can be very, very good. Yet, uh, you know, you've got to sustain. You know, we've worked, tried to bring as much attention to our turnovers uh, you know, it, it, when you turn the basketball over, it, it, it skews literally every every phase of the game. And, uh, you know, we gave up 26 points in transition. Well, you know, it's pretty hard to be a good defensive team when you can't contest a, an uncontested layup or a live ball turnover. And, and um, you know, so we've tried to become 
uh, more conscientious of that, yet uh, keep our tempo, keep our pace, and, and uh, you know, make better decisions in terms of what we do in the half court. So, but, uh, you know, I've liked certain things, and, you know, I thought we were, uh, I feel good about the Grand Canyon game in terms of the, the way we played. We were in control of that game pretty much throughout, and, and yet disappointed, you know, we didn't step on their throat and have a chance to, to really put that, uh, put that one out of hand. But, uh... That's Brad Underwood talking about the first three ball games. Another thing I think Brad Underwood would love to see, and Illini fans would love to see, Lauren, is more bench production. The non-starters, the non-starters, Lauren, are averaging 11.3 points per game. Well, they really only have one guy that's been scoring off the bench, and that's Griffin. Uh, of course, we don't have Jones with us for another while yet for academic reasons, and uh, then you've got two players that are sitting out and for next year, Granderson and Hutcherson. And so they, uh, they're a little thin, really, uh, when you think, uh, t- think about it. And, and Demonte Williams has never been a scorer. No. And, and from at this point in his junior year, it doesn't look like he will be. It doesn't mean that he's hurting the team when he's in there. He does a lot of good things, and, but he just doesn't seem to take any shots. Right, and I think if you have four other scorers around it, you can sort of you, oh you yeah. can really capitalize on them out there. But there's always been this conversation of when is he going to turn the corner and start to be a, a guy. And I, I, I can't this, figure it out. His shot looks good. I just don't know if he if he's just not aggressive enough. And I think that's part of it. I mean, I, I think he got in the habit of not being real aggressive to the basket. I mean, he's, he's aggressive in a lot of ways uh, physically, but he's just defensively especially. He makes good passes, but uh, he's not a great setup guy, and he's not a, he's just not a scorer. So, I, I mean, I think at this point uh, he can, you can uh, play him 15, 20 minutes in a game if you, if you want to, and, and, and he, I, don't think, I don't see where he hurts you, but I, I, I do like to have five scorers in there because – at some point, you, you got a hunch, uh, you, you got a feeling that they'll probably back off of him and, and try to help on somebody else if he's not going to shoot. And, and it's never fair to hold a son to the standard of his father oh, or anything, but the way his father could get to the rim <laughs> and just so smooth, and you'd love to see some of that come out. And every once in a while, you'll see a flash, and you yeah. go, there's Frank again, and they, yeah. you know, they're spitting image of that. Speaking of father-son, on the TV call tonight, uh, Bryce Drew is apparently yeah. doing his first – color television analysis you know he he had a really good basketball team propose he thought he was going to have it at Vanderbilt last year they had Garland who was a terrific five-star guy another five-star guy and and they lost them both one guy get I know Garland got hurt and he was a number you know he was a first round draft pick but the team kind of went south I mean the the expectations were high but why were expectations why did expectations stay high when you didn't keep your players and, of course, it worked with a uh, former member of the uh, 04 05 team and others, Roger Powell. So, it, yeah. uh, I haven't seen him out here yet, but if I, I can imagine, too, if I'm doing my first broadcast, I might be hunkered down a little bit. Roger's a Gonzaga now. Is he? Yeah, Roger Powell got, got a job with few. I, and and Stephen Gentry came from Gonzaga here. So, yeah. the coaching carousel uh, continues on. Illinois and Hawaii tonight, tipping off at 7 p.m. here at the State Farm Center. The Illini get the Citadel on Wednesday night. That's an 8 o'clock tip. Hampton here on Saturday at 7 o'clock. That caps off a a full day with Illinois football, of course, playing in the morning over at Iowa. Back with more here. Fighting Illini game day rolls on in a moment. It's Fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues 
on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Courtside at the State Farm Center, Illinois and Hawaii tonight on tap. We'll get to our keys to the game in a moment. Also, Coach's Corner is coming up. Brian Barnhart talks with Chin Coleman. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate, Evan Kahn, our producer-engineer in studio. And uh, lest you take any opponents here too lightly, don't forget last week Kentucky lost to Evansville. They lost their top spot in the AP poll today. <laughs> they should. Uh, it was. Uh, How far did they fall? What, down to two or three? <laughs> you know, it's just one game. Uh, the other top 25 in, in Big Ten action at the same time is Michigan State leading Charleston Southern 16-7. to Ohio State has Stetson tonight, and the aforementioned Kentucky Wildcats hosting Utah Valley. Got to add the Valley there in the end. That changes the whole thing there sure a does. little bit. All right, let's get to our keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. The unlimited value of the right team. One expert, one banking expert, that is, will steer you in the right direction. But how about a whole team of them taking you to your destination? Hickory Point Bank invested. All right, Mr. Tate, what do you say? Well, I'm going to say that every time you make a pass, make sure it's a good pass. Don't try, don't, no gambling passes into the post. Make sure it's open and try to get the ball in there, but uh, turnovers. I mean, obviously, you, you can't have 62 turnovers in three games and expect to go forward uh, successfully. So this needs to stop right now, and uh, you can't have 14 turnovers by your two best guards. Uh, that, so that, that's, that's a problem. So that's my key to the game is reduce the turnovers. And you can do that if you're careful. My key, I'm calling it a get-right Georgie game. Okay. Let's see him play well. If, if the points come, great. But how about rebounds and limiting the fouls and just starting to feel it out there at the, uh, at the four. Uh, the other thing, I'd love to see the Illini get more feel in transition, but also in their half-court set. Arizona did a good job hedging them off, icing them away. Sealing things off, the Illini just didn't have much in the half court. I'd love to well, see I, the Illini be able to execute there. Part of that is is the the turnovers, some of those turnovers in the half court, and and uh, so far, uh, Io DeSumo has not been as good in the half court as he can be, and he needs to shoot better, of course, and everybody needs to shoot better, but he needs to just uh, uh, p- pick his game up a little bit. If I mean, if he is a if he is a first round NBA draft pick, we have not seen that so far. There's a lot of expectations on this team. That means there's a lot of things folks want to see improve. And this is a week where Illinois can pick up on some things and start to feel a little bit more of a groove. Mr. Tate, thank you as always. All right, thank you. Coming up, we'll get the coach's corner as Brian Barnhart will talk with Chin Coleman, who had the scout, and then more here from the State Farm Center as well with Brian Barnhart back as the voice of the Fighting Illini. Dion Thomas will be alongside him tonight. Illinois starting a five-game home streak here against Hawaii. Back with more after this. Welcome back. It's Fighting Illini game day. Illinois basketball back home tonight at the State Farm Center taking on Hawaii in game number four of the year. Time now to go into the coach's corner. Voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart, standing by with assistant Chin Coleman, who has tonight's scout. Brought to you by Clark Lindsay and Hickory Point Bank. Here's Brian. It is great to be back home again. A lot of travel uh, last weekend, but now a week in between games. How did the week go? We've had an unbelievable uh, week leading up to this game. We've uh, uh, identified, obviously, some issues that we needed corrected or to get better at some things. And we spent a lot of time focusing on us and getting our, our swag back, so to speak, getting our, our legs underneath us and um, executing better on both ends of the floor. So 
I think uh, tonight will be a result of all the work that we put in this week in terms of detail stuff, attention to details, our schematics, uh, what we want to do defensively, uh, getting better at our ball screen defense and stuff like that. And, and, and we've done a great job, a, a tremendous job. Our guys have been locked into those things. I was going to say, uh, I know Coach was telling me you guys were locked in. I saw it again today in the shoot-around. thought it was pretty good. Unbelievable. Uh, we, we, we got a veteran group, and uh, these guys are starting to take the, uh, the nuances of the game a little bit. Uh, and, and they're just, they, and you hear them, you know, they're, they're talking about being locked in. They talk about focus. They talk about uh, attention to details. And um, they're taking it more seriously. And, and, and it shows in our shoot-around. It shows in our practices. And hopefully the game will be a byproduct of that. And I would think as the team matures like this one does, as a coach, that makes it easier. You can get away from, I mean, you still want to do the basics. But if you're not having to go back and do the basics all the time, you can do the nuances. Yeah. I think that we're always stick to the basics because mm -hmm. coach is a old school, fundamental, basic, uh, uh, sound minded coach. And so I think that we'll always incorporate that in everything we do. But you're right. I mean, we don't have to spend, you know, worthless time on things that we don't necessarily have to if we can just get in, get out and have a good showing and do our deal and feel good about it. And that, that's what it's about. Yeah, it's interesting numbers, too, defensively, because we've given up too many easy baskets because of turnovers. Yes. If we can cut those down, yes. that'll go a long way towards winning games. Yeah, we uh, our, our, our defensive numbers will, will skyrocket once we kind of get connected um, on the, 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 the offensive end. And, and a lot of it is in transition, and a lot of it is our guys being unselfish, trying to feed the post. So we've had we, we've went over every turnover that we've had, and the huge percentages of our turnovers trying to get the ball inside to our big guys and be unselfish and understand this, that, that we have some dominance inside and our, our guards want to get it there. And so transition and trying to feed the post have been where we've turned the ball over at. And we've tried to, to, to spend some time on working on those things. And I think that you'll see a huge, huge decrease in the turnover mm -hmm. there in those two areas alone. You'll, yeah. you'll see a decrease tonight. Yeah. Boy, and uh, tell you what, Andres has been – Terrific. He's had the turnovers in the last game, especially, but just the fouls drawn, his <laughs> command of the game is getting to the bat. I mean, three three double doubles speaks for itself. But yeah, he's uh, he's playing really well right now, and uh, he was a little disappointed at, at how he finished the game against Arizona. I mean, Arizona game, we were winning the whole first half. I mean, we were in it, we're in it, winning the game with 12 minutes left in the second half, and then um, we kind of hit a wall there and some bad plays, a, a stretch where they hit a three, a foul, a tech, and they got the ball back out on the side. So it was like a seven-point swing, and then we really didn't uh, come back from that. But, I mean, we were winning the game for 32 minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. But, again, that was tough for us. One night prep, I mean, we played a game, boom, drove up the next day, had practice, then you got to play the game. So uh, that's the part of it, though. That's part of it. No excuses, but... Um, I, I think, you know, if we would have had a another day in between, <laughs> we would have completed the game a little bit better and not hitting a, a wall that second half because we were ready to go the first half. We were you know, playing really well. It was a high-level game going both ways, and that's the kind of game we wanted, although we didn't finish the game that way, and we were disappointed in that. We'll take a break. Back with Chin Coleman, the coach's corner, State Farm Center, after this timeout. Illinois basketball here tonight against Hawaii. All right, tell me about Hawaii. Uh, they've got, I know, one guy in particular that has been scoring the ball is Stansberry. Got a huge, huge, huge amount of admiration for this team and respect for this team with the way that they play. 
they have a lot of guys who play their roles, who stay in their roles, and obviously they're starring in their, their roles. They shoot the ball really well. They got two wings that are dynamic three-point shooters that both average about seven three-pointers a game. As a team, they average about almost 25 three-pointers a game. And so, But they play a brand of basketball that gets you in rotation. They play off two feet. They spray, they kick, they dish, they point guard. Which averaging about five, six assists a game is really good for them and what they do. And, and just the admiration for them and because of the way that they play, to me, they got my respect. And they're a team, because of their style of basketball, it equals success. They'll be successful this year. They'll have a good year in their league. Uh, we feel like we got a good game plan against them, but really, really, really have some respect for their team. I know Coach mentioned it. You did, too, in the shoot-around. Keep, keep an eye on Stansbury. That would be one. You mentioned uh, Rimos out there, the young man from Latvia. Yeah. I mean, they're getting him from all over. Well, it's Hawaii. I mean, who, who, <laughs> who wouldn't want to go to Hawaii? But, yeah, uh, yeah. Ramos, he's, to me, like a point forward. He had seven assists in the game earlier this year already. He's a really good passer, really smart player. He's crafty. Uh, we want to stay at home on him, one-on-one in the post if he catches it, because really the guys that I think could beat us is the number three and number 32 if they're knocking down threes and getting a, a, a full clip of those. So we want to guard the fence and make those guys play in the, in the yard and keep them out of our house. And if we do that, take away their threes, uh, we don't feel like uh, – you know, they can't beat us with enough twos. I think that their right. strength is all those threes that they're capable of making it. If they make a bunch of those threes, we, we're going to have to adjust. Yeah, I think they hit double digit in the last game against Portland State. Avea's 32, the one you mentioned. Uh, these guys aren't the starters necessarily, but they do have some seven-footers off the bench, right? Yeah, they do. Uh, big kid, uh, Canelo, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't play the first couple games, and then he's played the last two games. I think he gives them some size, some depth at the five for them. Um, I think we'll see a lot of them because he played against Pacific, and Pacific has a kid that's 305 pounds. It's like 6'10 or whatever. So they brought him in, and he played a bunch against him, and I'm sure they're going to try to match Kofi's strength and his size with him. And so I think we'll see a lot of him. Well, so many times I've heard it over the years, uh, you play like you practice. I'm encouraged by what I'm hearing from practice. Hopefully it'll carry over to the game. It should. We're a confident team. We're a confident group. Uh, we're disappointed in that five-minute stretch in the second half against Arizona. But for 32 minutes of the game, it was a get-on. It was a high-level game. It was what we want our team to be in those type of games. The way we finish the game is not what we want our team to be. But other than that, we, we're still high on this team. And we still feel like we, we, we have a team that's going to compete and, and have a lot of fun this year. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chin, good to see you again. First of five here at home, so Absolutely. let's do it. Yeah, well, if you want to make the NCAA tournament, you got to win at home. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a start, and so we must protect the State Farm Center, and um, we're going to do that tonight. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. thanks, Brian. That's the Coach's Corner brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsay. More to come from the State Farm Center in just a moment. I'm Scott Beatty. I'm back with you after the ball game, along with Evan Kahn for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. We welcome your calls on the PNC Bank fan line and your texts on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line about what you heard and saw here tonight. All coming your way here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. <laughs> 